0: Well, hello, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is our weekly medicine walk. And it is also blog talk radio time. So, well, welcome. It has been a really exciting week, uh, very dynamic. Let me first say that for everyone who is dealing with the, the aftermath of all this really you know, very active weather, very, very frightening weather in many ways. Just know that, you know, my, my heart and my prayers are with you. And if you know somebody who is in one of those areas, I have family who are in a lot of different parts of the country and friends. And just, you know, it's it's really important to know that they're okay. And so I really hope and pray that everybody who you know, if, if they're in harm's way, that you've had word from them and that, that they're going to be okay. And, you know, just it, it's a very difficult time. And it seems that this, this latter part of the year has just been so unbelievably active, so unbelievably um, dynamic, and everything from, you know, things that are happening in the earth things that are happening in the universe and the eclipse and and there's a lot of emotion a lot of energy and there's a lot of things going on that require a lot of different mental physical emotional and spiritual tools to be able to work with and that's why I called this episode tool making 101 because i think that it's really important for us to have a very full toolbox. So what do I mean by a toolbox? A toolbox is that place where you go when you can how you want to respond to something, what will help you get the result that you want, and what is the best way to manage it that will allow you to remain in your place of balance and at the same time allow somebody else to stay in theirs. So, when we consider our toolbox, what are the tools that you normally use? Now, for some people, one of the tools that they go to is compassion. And what they do is, you know, if, if something comes at them, if somebody comes at them with something, they always, you know, try to come from a place of compassion with that person and say, wow, you know what, maybe they're reacting this way to me because they're having a really hard day. So that's, that's the tool that they utilize. Some people who are very empathic, who can you know, sense the motions of, uh, emotions of other people, they may pull out the empathy tool saying, okay, I can, I can be able to figure out what it, it would take for this person to either calm down or to, you know, be able to change their point of view, to be able to change their perspective or just make them easier to deal with. Now, some people go to the tool of, you know, a good, you know, strong offense is a good defense. So, you know, they kind of come at you, and if, if there is an issue that comes up, you know, they're the ones that's like, all right, let's just barrel straight through it and, and bully our way in, and, and we are going to dominate, which is a way um, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Or maybe some people use the tool of having people want to take care of them. And, and you know, if you if you open yourself up, become very vulnerable you know, if, if you're in the D M V line and, and you know, you don't know how to get your paperwork done and, and you look at the person across from you and just say, you know what, I really need help. I need I, I don't know what to do. Often people will, you know, go into a place of compassion. It's like, well, it's it's okay, it's okay, you know, here, here's what we can do to take care of it. So there's a lot of different tools that we have. And the question is a tool for the job. And there's an old saying that if all you have is a hammer, then all the world has to be a nail. If you have only one way that you have to deal with things, then if that's pretty much all you've got. And you've got to use that in every situation. And the problem with that is not every situation requires a hammer. Sometimes it requires a screwdriver. Sometimes it requires a drill. And in the same way that if you're dealing with someone, you know, maybe if it is our friend, you know, you come barreling in and saying, you know, well, doggone it, I've been waiting in this line for an hour, and you guys are really slow, and I want to, you know, I want my service, and I want to get this done, and I want to get it going and out of here. Well, that's one tool. That, that's kind of a hammer. You just start going in and banging on something. And maybe that person behind the counter has had a really hard day. Maybe they've had several people who have just jumped down their throats. I mean, they're saying, it's like, look, I'm the only one here. Uh, I, I'm not in control of how long the line takes. You know, you should have made an appointment. So it may be that that person, if, if you come right at them and, well, I'm going to hammer my way into what I want, well, maybe that person's got a hammer of their own. And maybe they're going to say, it's like, you know what? You don't have your form correct. You know, you had to wait in the line because you didn't make an appointment. And frankly, right now, I'm on my break. And they get up and they walk away. So was the hammer the right tool to use in that situation? Maybe a different tool would have been walking up and smiling and say, you know, you know good morning or good afternoon. And you know, telling that person, you know, it's like, well, I, this is the problem I have and I would really, really appreciate, you know, any assistance that you can give me. I realize that, you know, you're really having a busy day and you you have noticed like, wow, you know, you guys work really hard. It is amazing how just by saying, wow, you guys are really working hard today, that that person suddenly has a different set of tools that they may be going to be that they've been waiting for one person to tell them, wow, you know, my, my work is being acknowledged. The fact that I'm pressured is being acknowledged and you'll find that that person softens. Now, there are times when the hammer is the right tool. You know, if you've been dealing with a situation where, you know, maybe you've been waiting for information from somebody, or maybe you're dealing, maybe you're dealing with a contractor, or maybe you're dealing with somebody who's supposed to do repairs and, you know, they, they haven't been calling you back and you want to know when it's going to be done and, and, you know, just moving along as well as they could. And, and you don't have to get mean. You don't have to get angry. But you can say, it's like, look, tell me when it's going to get done, what is being done, or else if you cannot complete this job, then I will find somebody else who will. But we need to, this is not moving along well. You need to answer my phone. You need to be, you know, let me know when you're going to be here. So there are times when you can be a a gentle hammer. There are times when you can say, you know, you know what? Enough's enough and too much stinks. And you can break it down and get real with that person and they're like, oh, okay, okay. All right. what we need. So there are times when the hammer is appropriate. Uh, You know, there are times when... It might be a little bit better to be a little bit gentler. Now, the question is, what's in your toolkit? What do you notice is your response if something comes up? If uh, and it could be any situation. It may not be just where you know you need to get something done. It may be that you walk into a room and there's somebody who's you know a friend of yours is crying or you know appears very upset. What are your you go to then. The hammer is definitely not the best tool at that point. You know, it is, oh, for God's sakes, quit your crying, suck it up, you know, do what you need to do, and and what are you complaining about, and it could be worse. Okay, that's kind of a hammer type of thing. And it may be that in that moment, that person just needs somebody to come up and put their hand on their shoulder. If you've got an idea as to what's going on with them, maybe, you know, you knew that they had somebody who was passing away or maybe maybe their pet got hit by a car or something like that and you knew about it, it may be that it's something that the person's been dealing with and it just kind of broke that moment. And you come into that moment and you see them in, in this state of grief. So what are the tools that you call upon? You know, maybe you're really good with people in grief, and you go and you sit with them, and, you know, you just kind of, you know, maybe give them a hug or, you know, one of those one-armed hugs, or, you know, maybe you you just hold their hand and say, I'm sorry, or it's going to be okay, or I'm here. Or maybe, and, and it's distinctly possible that you're someone who doesn't deal well with other people's grief. I mean, everybody has their own way in the world. And some people have an easier time dealing with someone in a lot of grief than other people. You know, your tools are in a different area. You know, tools are, okay, is there something here that I can fix? If there's something, if there's nothing here I can fix, I'm I'm kind of at a loss. If that's the case, you can still help. You can pull the tool out of the toolkit that says, okay, I'm not good with emotion and people and grief, but I know someone who is, you know, you step aside, you say, Hey, um, you know, so-and-so is here and they're having a real hard time. You know, is there any chance you can get over here and, and help them out? Or, you know, can you come and help with this? So the idea that it's not that you have to have every tool in your toolkit, nobody can have every tool in their toolkit. And it's, important that you understand that it's okay that you don't have every tool in your hand. Monica. Hi, Monica, who has just entered the chat room. Yeah, it's we can't beat ourselves up because we don't have every tool in the toolkit. The idea is that if you have a tool that you can adapt, you know, it may be that um, you are able to create a tool. And what I mean by creating a tool is, let's say it's a situation that requires a little bit of hammer, but not totally. And maybe it requires a little bit of of gentleness. Let's call gentleness a a, a lever. Let's say, you know, you want to lift somebody up. So, you know, it may take a little bit of hammer, but it may take a little bit of lever. So what you can do is you can actually combine those. I have no, I call it a heaver or or whatever you want, but you can take a little bit of that, hey, we need to get this done, we need to fix this, and then combine it with, it's going to be okay, it's going to be safe, you know, you're going to be taken care of. And one of the cases in this is if, say, if something's going on, we've had a whole lot of... You know situations where you know like things like uh, flooding and hurricanes and and you know earthquakes and all of that stuff. And there are some times when, all right, we need to act now. And you may have somebody who is just kind of paralyzed, who is is emotionally overcome by what's been happening. So you know you need a little bit of the hammer saying you know all right, come on, we, we need to move. We need we need to get over here. We need to get out of this area. We need to, you know, we need to take care of this because there's an urgent need for action. And you can also do that, guiding them in and saying, "But we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay," and make them look you in the eye, get their full focus. We're going to be okay, and you may even raise your voice a little bit just to get them to focus. It's like, "Hey, we're going to be okay, but we've got to move now. Come with me. I'm going to take care of you. We're going to do this." So, in in cases like that. You need to have somebody. You can't just totally let them sort of come into oh being okay because the circumstances are, you know this is urgent, we need to act. So you can actually combine firmness with you know that gentle coaxing, but at the same time, you know so and and these take it takes a little bit of practice to work on combining tools. But if you can combine them, you automatically increase the capacity of your toolkit. And like I said, if you're someone who maybe has a really great set of tools for coming into a situation, assessing what needs to happen, and just going with it, yeah, that, has, that is an amazing set of tools. Because, you know, there's all kinds of little nuances in that. And, you know, it's like the short-term fix versus the long-term fix. If you can be able to go, okay, this is what we need to do now. And this is ultimately what we need to do. Here's our timeline for what we need to do The longer case. But you can do that. And the coolest part is that you can do this for yourself. You can be able to go, okay, hold on a second. Um, which, which tool do I need to deal with this particular situation I'm in? Maybe it's that, you know, you're feeling kind of isolated or maybe you've had a tragedy in your life and you're feeling really down, or maybe you're feeling a lot of pressure at work. And when you have that situation where you're feeling a lot of pressure, then what you need to do is you need to be able to say, all right, what do I need to do? What tools do I need to pull out of my own toolkit to be able to help me? Because tools aren't just about helping other people. What is it that your tools for when, you know, you go home and you're exhausted and, and you're really feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders. Well, maybe one of the tools in your toolkit is there's a particular movie that always makes you laugh. And that's really cool when you can have a particular movie that always makes you laugh and makes a good laugh. Maybe, toolkit is when you get home, uh, you have a friend that you call up and say, hey, I, I really need to talk. You know, are you available because, yeah, I could really use use somebody to listen to me right now. And to be able to have somebody who you have as a sounding board, someone who is willing to listen to you vent because you've listened to them vent. And especially in dealing with other people, everybody you deal with is also reaching into their toolkit. They're also reaching into their toolbox. And so it may be that all they've got in there is a hammer. And it may be that, you know, for some people, their go-to tool is, you know, that the best defense is a good offense. So, you know, you're trying to figure out something with somebody, and they're redirecting it where it's your fault or that you're the bad guy. And it makes it very difficult to figure out what the right tool is because then all of a sudden, you know, the hammer is in the toolbox screaming, let me at him, let me at him, let me at him. And the question becomes, okay, do I really need to meet one hammer with another? Do I really need to meet anger with anger? And maybe you do. I will not say that there's never a case where that doesn't need to happen. And figure out in your mind what is it that you want as a result. And maybe you don't say anything for a minute. Maybe you consider what you want to say for a few seconds, but when you take a look at what tool you're going to use, the biggest thing that you need to consider in that is what do you want your outcome to be? Do you want a situation where something is broken? Or do you want a situation where something is built up? What is it that you want from it? Maybe you just want somebody to stop crying And so it's like, okay, what tools do I have to be able to help them do this? Or maybe you know that that's what that person needs to do more than anything else. Well, that's a different set of tools. That's not about fixing or stopping something. It's about actually helping something to run its course. So, you know, one tool may build a dam in a river, and another tool may knock a dam down. What is it that is the ultimate goal? What is your goal for them? What is your goal for yourself? When we're dealing with other people, the question is, is your goal in alignment with what's best for them? Are the tools you're using going to create the outcome that they need or the outcome that you need? Because if, if you're it's like, look, I just don't want to hear anybody crying, then okay, that's one set of tools, but is that really what that person needs? Is that really what that person wants? I know in my case, when... I'm in like an emotional state. Sometimes I need somebody to tell me, hey, hey, all right, come on, look at me, look at me. We can do this. We can deal with this. It's not overwhelming. You're not alone. Now, come on, let's go do something. You know, we're going to do something. Sometimes there are times when that works really well for me because it kind of snaps me out of my moment. Other times when I just, need to let that go, you know, whether it's venting or whether it's crying or or whatever it is, having somebody there who can go, okay, this isn't the moment for the, come on, you know, get yourself up, let's get going, you know, don't get caught in this, as opposed to somebody who can say, okay, she's been holding on to something for a long time And she needs to just let it out. And at that point, that person will just, you know, come up, put their arm around my shoulder maybe, and just let me cry. And then, you know, don't ask me any questions. Just let me get it out of my system. And then, you know, when I'm sniffling and, and, you know, blowing my nose, at that point, that's the time it's like, okay, what's going on? Talk to me. That is one of the ways that I really respond to you know, somebody who is trying to help me shift. If they're not paying attention to me, if they don't know me, then yeah, they may just go ahead and say it's like, uh, come on, you know, quit it, quit it. Like, okay, that's not going to work. So know the tools that work with you. What is it that somebody else, because in that case, you can actually tell somebody the right tool to be able to help you. And if you're dealing with somebody who is obviously dealing with something, you know, for some reason, they won't tell you or, or, or they're reacting, you know, they're lashing out because something else is bothering them. So the idea is that, okay, what tool do I need to help this person? And one of the best things you can do is just ask them. Say, you know what? I don't know what to do for you right now, but I know I want to do something for you. How can I help? What would be the best thing for me to do to help you right now? And they may say, well, just leave me alone. And the response that I would give to that is that, you know, I respect your space. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to go sit over there but I'm not going to leave you alone. I will sit over there and you can figure out at what point, at the very least, can I bring you some tissue? Then, you know, by just allowing that, allowing them to decide, that is very helpful. So you can either, you know, if you're dealing with somebody, you can ask them what tool they need you in order to help them. Or if you know the person really well, the people who know me, you know, really well who are close to me can kind of gauge where I'm at when, you know, what I need. But you can always say, you know what, what I need right now most is quiet or what I need right now most is a hug. What I need now right now is go cook me some bacon. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Cause for me, bacon always makes things better. And you know, Hey, if, if you're not into bacon, that's okay, you don't have to be more for me. So the idea is that you get your toolkit, and every once in a while take a look at it, because the tools are there also for you. The tools are there for you to be able to use for yourself. Decide what you need. Do you need to give yourself one of those you know, college football, locker room talks? Do you need to turn into a drill sergeant? Or do you need to be that gentle hand that just holds you? Do you need to be that accepting place for yourself where it's okay? And you can hug yourself. You can can say, you know what, I'm going to be okay. If if you have a spiritual tradition, that's when, you know, you go into prayer. It's when I go into prayer. or, Or whatever it is that you want to do in order to be able to find that balance point. So figure out what your tools are. Understand that you can modify them. You know, it's not all of one tool or all of another. You can mix them in together. Ah, Terry. Hello, Terry. <laughs> so be able to understand that it's okay that you don't have all the tools. You don't have to have them. You don't have to have all the answers. But figure out the ones that you're good at and make the most of them, both for yourself and for other people. So even if you know all you have is a hammer, you can use that hammer in a whole bunch of different ways. But it's best to have a very full toolkit. So thank you so much for joining me. And if you appreciate this and you know I invite you to take a look at some of the other videos, then you can like, you can share it you can subscribe and subscribers. Yay. So um, if you, if you like this and you know, if you're listening through the medicine walk site on Facebook, we have our Facebook group, which is medicine walk with Dr. Eileen. And so if you're listening through that, then please go ahead and subscribe because once you get a thousand subscribers, then you get access to all kinds of other things. So, you know, I would love to see us reach that 1,000 subscriber. And, hey, 40 is good. That means we have, what, 960 to go. So, yay. And I'm very patient. I'm not going anywhere. So we can grow this together. And you can also comment because I do check the and I will answer comments for you. Um, for those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, uh, you can actually see me. Because at this point, I'm, I'm simultaneously broadcasting on Blog Talk Radio as well as on YouTube. So if you want to come over to and watch the YouTube channel, great. Uh, if you would like to sponsor me and and the community we're building, I am on Patreon, and you can go and you can pledge a dollar a month, or or five dollars, or ten dollars, or whatever you'd like. You can go to Patreon.com and uh, look up Dr. Eileen, and you can become a monthly sponsor. And there's, there's perks and bonuses that come with that, including a free autographed copy of my book, Frequencies. So um, whatever you would like, if you're just showing up and if you've made it all the way to the end of the video, then thank you. And I hope you got something out of it. And if there's a topic that you would like me to address, then I would be very happy to and just write into the comments or you can log into the Facebook page. You can also follow me on Twitter. And I hope to hear from you because I really appreciate you. I appreciate us taking this walk in life together. And whatever it is that I can offer you to help your walk be more gentle, then that's what I would like to do. That's that's what's in my heart. And so thank you for joining me. And if you have any questions about this, and you know, it's like I'm watching the, the video and it's sort of like off in time. So if there's any problem viewing either the video or if there's an issue with the blog talk radio, then please contact me. And let me know, and you know that way I can I can see it. Part of the Patreon thing is that I want to be able to uh, get some new equipment and do some things where I can videotape and edit because I will be I have some trips that I would like to take, and I don't want to interrupt our schedule. I still want to be there for you guys every week, so that will mean that I'll need to pre-record some episodes. So I'm learning about all of that. And the first thing I've learned is that you probably need a slightly newer computer than what I've got. So uh, that's part of the reason that I want to be on Patreon in order to be able to, to build up, to be able to afford to get the kind of equipment that will be able to allow me to give you guys a better experience. So anyway, as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours love you and bye Monica bye Terry thanks for joining me